Welcome to the comments from the Peanut Gallery podcast. We're shortly removed from the NFL draft and the rookie free agent signing process, and I'd like to give a huge shout out to my pal, Coach Paul Andrada, down at Fast Pueblo down in Southern Colorado. Fast Pueblo specializes in functional athletic strength training and is an incredible resource for athletes and non-athletes alike to train and get themselves better. Coach Andrade has helped train athletes such as recent Washington Redskins undrafted free agent signee Ty McCauley, 2018 NCAA National Tournament qualifier Hunter Willits, and a variety of others. Coach Andrade has been involved in multiple state championship efforts on both the team and individual sports levels, where he's helped prep multiple levels of, of athletes move on to that next phase of their competition. Fast Pueblo has a stable of hungry athletes that put in the work and are just ready to get those personalized results. Check out Fast Pueblo in the Eagle Ridge Shopping Center on Pueblo's north side or give them a call at 719-214-9522 and get faster today. The Wolf is here. The Lone Wolf Beard Company is is Colorado's premium beard company offering 100% all-natural products to bearded beasts of all different shapes and sizes. Pick up your original scented product now and stand out from the pack. Because hey, let's be honest, you weren't meant to be in a pack and you were brought in this world to stand out and leave a mark. So unleash the wolf within, howl at the moon, and conquer your goals. Leave a mark, be a wolf, and seize the day. That's the Lone Wolf Beard Company. Colorado's premium beard company offering 100% all-natural products. Alright everybody, welcome to the comments for the Peanut Gallery Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Kurtz. I'm here with my man, Cortez Coleman, the crazy cowboy, coming straight out of Oklahoma right here. This last weekend, my man won gold medal at the IBJJF in Denver. How you doing, boss? Man, I'm doing pretty good on Rocket. I'm alive. Can't complain, man. Just here at my academy enjoying life. That's awesome, man. So, uh, so for the people out there listening, where can they follow you? Man, you can follow me at uh, Crazy Cowboy MMA on uh, Twitter, and then also uh, you can check me out at Crazy Cowboy MMA on Instagram. And then, of course, uh, my fan page, uh, Cortez Coleman, and then uh, you know Crazy Cowboy as well. Perfect, perfect. And so you're, uh, you're obviously I saw your uh, logo plug right there. You're at Conquer uh, Conquer BJJ Martial Arts Academy. That's correct. Yes, sir. Conquer BJJ, Big Marshall Academy. That's my academy I own here in Ada, Oklahoma. Nice. And so you run the full full gamut of martial arts, you know, services, classes, privates, all of that, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, we have uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, under uh, Sandro Pio, uh, which is a affiliate of Carlos and uh, Gracie uh, Jiu-Jitsu. And then, of course, I'm affiliated with Mark Matuya. Uh, you know, the best camp up there in Denver, Factory X. Shout out uh, to Factory X. Yeah, so uh, then I also have uh, Judo here in my academy. Uh, my instructor's name is Brent Rushton. Uh, he's, a, he's a black belt in uh, USA Judo, uh, black belt instructor. So, um, you know, I, I, got a full, I got a full camp 
of everything makes more sure than a person to need. That's incredible, man. Nice to have a one-stop shop right there in Oklahoma there for everybody out there listening. So tell me a little bit about what's, you know, how, how did you come to being at this established point, having your own academy? You know, what, what was the story to get you here? Man, uh, it was all, it was all a story. It's, it's all been a story, man. I tell people that every day, man. I wake up, my whole life has been a story from the beginning because, uh, you know, all of this, I, I really, man, it was just guys, it was just like Drake song, it was guys playing, man, because I never planned on ever doing any of this. Uh, I started fighting back in 2008. Uh, and, you know, I went professional then, never had an amateur career nothing, you know, uh, I got kicked out of college and kind of got down the wrong road, man, and, and my professional was hustling, man, and that's all I knew, uh, and, and like I said, I found MMA, uh, in 2008, you know, uh, I, I beat a case, you know, a few years before that, I was facing like 22 years in prison, man. Oh, wow. And, you know, so, it was either finding some other way to use, you know, my skills and my profession that or not be able to see my kids, man. And I uh, I found I found jujitsu and you know started training and uh, you know it's just a long story, man. I got some, you know some guys that I actually started managing. I never planned on fighting, you know. Uh, I got into this sport because I was in Buffalo Wild Wings one day and I was talking shit about Chuck, the way Chuck Liddell was fighting <laughs> back in the day, actually, and uh, the way his hands was being. Al, and I was, you know, I, I was like, man, this guy's going to get knocked out one day, fighting like that. And, you know, this gentleman kind of, he was like, introduced me, to, you know, introduced me to this sport and was like, you know, he invited me over to the gym. I was like, man, you can't be talking like that. It ain't that easy, you know? So he kind of invited me to the gym, man, in, in 2008, and kind of that's when it got started. I visited a martial art academy in uh, Norman, Oklahoma called Titans Martial Arts. I was about 274 pounds fat as hell at the time, you know, uh, and I walked in there and was like, I want to do some jiu-jitsu, I want to fight, and a lot of guys kind of looked up and, and kind of laughed at me, a few of the guys in the back uh, kind of laughed at me and smirked with the stuff, the guy, you know, uh, told me, you know, gave me all the information to sign up or not, and the cost, you know, I paid that up front, and uh, I started training the next, you know, the next day. And Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, man, and I was getting tapped and beat up by 14-year-olds, man, and, like, grown, grown brother off the streets getting tapped out by little kids, man, for, like, two months, and that shit was, I was like, wow, man, but I stuck with it, you know, and, uh, you know, as much passed by, I started kicking those 14-year-olds' ass, man. <laughs> okay. <Come on. laughs> and uh, I got better, and I, I stuck with it, but still, like I said, I never... Knew that I was fighting, man. Uh, I grew up out in the streets, man, and that's the only thing I knew. So, I, you know, that's how I knew how to get money, man. So I was still doing it. And uh, I ended up meeting these kids and these two boys uh, named Mike and Ken Jackson. And uh, that's what kind of sparked it off, man, because I, I kind of, you know, started talking to these guys. And, and I realized after talking to them, I kind of helped these two guys realize that they were getting screwed over for years, just getting fucked over by this academy owner who was managing them. And, uh, you know, they got screwed over, and their mom, who is now passed, uh, you know, rest in peace to her, uh, she went up there and got on to that guy's ass and 
that was it. So, of course, you know, they had to get a new academy. So, for then, you know, these guys been with him since they were little kids. Uh, at the time, they were, uh, I believe, just now about to get their uh, purple belts. Uh, they're now black belts now as we speaking. But I was like, man, I'll manage you guys. <laughs> I didn't know nothing about MMA, nothing about jiu-jitsu. I just knew I always had a gift to talk to people. I knew business, and I knew how to make money. So uh, I, I took these guys, man, and I started managing these young boys, man, for years and hiring them boxing coaches, new jiu-jitsu teachers, you know, took them to Vegas to get fights. I was just doing that for years, you know. I I, I moved them in with me. I started doing nutritionist for them. And, you know, I'm learning all this stuff for them, and at the same time, I'm learning myself. And they would always, you know, do jiu-jitsu at my house. You know, we would we, we blaze out, do jiu-jitsu at the house or something. So I was always training for years and years. And, uh, you know, one year my uncle was like, man, you're spending a lot of money on these brothers, man. And, you know, it's all about you helping them out, but you need to find you another way out, man. You know, you're going to end up getting caught up again. And that's when I, uh, I, I was like, okay, man, I'll try it. So I uh, found a promoter and got my talk to promoter into paying me 800, 800 my first fight. Um, I won in 16 seconds. And oh, that's wow. when I was like, man, I was like, okay, shit, $1,300, you know, $1,600 that fair? I ain't got to worry about the fans, police, got to worry about getting shot no more. This might be something I can do. But still, you know, I, I really, you know, still didn't know if that's what I was going to do uh and it just kept going from there uh and then i took a second pro fight and uh, i lost man you know no training and really just to get to it that's when i got picked up by uh mark fiori and uh brian foster was at the fight that night and mark fiori asked me you know what what kind of background i got and i told him the streets man and uh he was like hey i uh the head coach up at uh, hit squad and matt hughes you know illinois Come here, man. I think I can make you a uh, champ. And in uh, 2008, man, that was history from there, man. Uh, a couple weeks later, I flew up to the hit squad, and uh, it's just been a story. And, uh, you know, it's just been guys playing ever since then. That's incredible. Man. That's, a, that's an amazing story that you got to that point. So you've, uh, you've obviously you've been on some pretty big promotions, some pretty big cards through the time frame, Strike Force, Bellator, so on and so forth. What you know? What did it mean for you, or where was that true moment where you really felt the uh, you know the gratification of your efforts? Man, uh, hey, it was when I uh, when I uh, fought in Strike Force, man, and I was able to make a name and and, 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 and quit doing what I was doing for a living. Is is what showed me that man, and I felt like I made it where I come from, the family I come from. Uh, doing that, you know, because it was never a dream. It was never a dream of mine, you know, and, and it was all guys playing, and, and, and then I started making it a dream. But to be in the UFC, to go to Strike Force, none of this was nothing that I ever dreamed of. And even when I got in it, I, I never thought about it. I want to be a world champ. I just wanted to do something better uh, where I could be alive and be able to see my kids, you know. So, uh, the day I, I got in strike force, man, and, and training around Matt Hughes, and I was able to not have to go out in the street and hustle. 
that that right there has made me feel the gratitude and, and, and feel like I made it. Pretty good, pretty good point to be at at that. You know, so you mentioned some of the who's who in the game out there as far as names from different camps, different associations. What is it like, you know, what is it like to have been so well-traveled within the different disciplines and to be able to learn from some of the best of the best? Man, it's been a blessing. Man. It, it, it has helped me. Uh, it has helped me through my, with my journey through all this with my academy, uh, my skill set. It's, it's been a blessing, man. I've been... I've been able to train my whole career. Uh, I've been surrounded with nothing but champions, nothing but good people, nothing but the best. Uh, you know, like I said, from Matt Hughes, Johnny Hendricks, Brian Foster, uh, Robbie Lawler, uh, just names and names, you know, Chris Mosey, James Krause. Man, I'm just always surrounded by good guys. Cody Barbrand, you know, he, you know, before he was even the champ of amateur, you know, he was with us up at the Hit Squad. He used to, you know, hang out with us a lot, man. So I, I've been blessed being around a lot of different people, man. So it's been great uh, for me, my career, uh, and my resume. It's great, man. I, I'm just kind of, I'm humbled by hearing some of the names that you're throwing out there. You know, so with your career at this point, are you kind of specializing, or are you still taking whatever comes along? Are you more going more so the jujitsu route, or where where are you at with your career? Hey man, right now, uh, jujitsu is kind of my focus right now. Uh, just like I said, fighting was never a dream, and, and, and even uh, you know, when fighting on those big levels, it, it showed me. I fought some of the best guys out there, man. My my fourth, fifth fight was Douglas Lima, you know. Right. Uh, I never had an amateur career. And, and uh, like I said, fighting was never a goal, man. And, and when I got into big shows, I was never just hungry to stay there, you know. Uh, like I said, I literally really took it on and started doing it uh, when I found out that I could make a living off of it and make a name to be able to teach others. And then, uh, like I said, man, it was guys playing my my. My gift is to teach others, training kids. That's what I'm good at, motivating people. I do a lot of mental coaching, you know. So fighting is just, you know, never been a goal or I want to go to the UFC thing. You know, I've, I've been shot at guys, man. Like I said, I was facing, you know, 22 years in prison. Most of you know, 90% of my family's there. So, man, I made it right now. Like, I feel like I'm rich now because I don't got to wake up, bro. And worry about getting shot. Worry about the feds. So fighting is, is not nothing uh, to me. If a good fight come up and it's paying some money, cool. But, uh, man, it was something I had to do before, you know. I could make, uh, you know, five or six grand and, 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 and do something and, and live with my, you know, gym. I had to. But right now, man, I'm at the point where I'm making money off my gym. I got great sponsors bagging me to do jujitsu and, uh, I'm making money being able to live life, go to my kids' baseball game, not traveling a lot, you know, uh, because uh, being in the UFC or those big shows and traveling, it takes a lot away from a man that really wants to be a family man. You still can be there with your kids, but I'm a country boy. I'm Southern, and I love being around my kids. So if a good fight come up, I'll take it. But, man, I really, you know, fights, these promoters who want to pay you 25 25 35, 35, man. My damn camps up in Denver cost, you know, five to six thousand. 
So I'm at the point right now fighting is something. If, if, if something comes up in our pan, I'll do it. But no, I'm not really worried about it. I love coaching. I love doing jiu-jitsu. And my focus is becoming a world champion in jiu-jitsu. You definitely well on the way. You uh, you won gold this last weekend in Denver. Tell me a little bit about that. You know, the goal in Denver was, uh, you know, I knew regardless, no matter how many people that was going to be in my division, I was going to win. Uh, I had a game plan, but it was great. I only had one guy in my uh, division, uh, and he was a strong guy, man. But like I said, I'm hell for anybody in the world uh, for five minutes. And Denver, I just had to have a game plan because it's hard to breathe up there coming from where I'm coming from. So it was a great experience, but at the same time, I was fighting the, uh, the attitude more than I was fighting my opponent. You might have been fighting a little bit more. It was Denver on a 420 weekend, so it might have been a little bit of something else in the air, too, you know. Yeah, it was a lot of shit in the air. Denver. It was 420. I'm fighting. There was a lot of shit in the air that day. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. But So what's uh, what's the next step as far as that goes? You know, With you winning there, is that like a qualifying situation to where that advances you to a, a bigger bigger tournament, or what? how does that work? No, it gives me points, of course, uh, but... You know, I just got to keep going. I plan on doing the, uh, there's some coming more IBJJFs coming up uh, before uh, Worlds is in August. So I'm going to do uh, HEF. It's a tournament, uh, local tournament down in Dallas. Brandon Quick, uh, he runs it. Uh, awesome guy. He's the owner of HEF. So I'm going to uh, do that tournament coming up. Uh, I believe it's like 17 days from now. Okay. So. I'm going to do that and then uh, just try to stay busy. Worlds is August 22nd in Vegas through the 25th. So I'm going to do that, man, and then um, I, I might be taking a boxing match. There's a guy down here in Oklahoma I've been wanting to fight for years named Milt Sanchez. Uh, so, you know, I, I like to try to get that that uh, boxing match maybe around July in the summer as well. Uh, so, you know, that's what I like to do, but... For the, you know, anything else, MMA goals, no, man, I'm not really worried about it. Like I said, they pay like shit here. Uh, it, you know, we go out there and beat up people, and it's sad what we get paid, man. And I'm not really about it when I can make that money by helping others and keeping my body healthy. Uh, so right now, I'm just focusing on jujitsu, and I am going to be reaching out to uh, those, uh, that new promotion. I forgot the name of it. I know my boy Chris Kamosi uh, signed with them. They're over there in Russia, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't heard yet. So I'm going to be reaching out to those guys pretty soon, and, and hopefully can try to get on some things there and, and make some money, man. I'm just, I'm just not trying to make. I'm not trying to go in there and fight for nothing. If it ain't no five thousand dollars a board, you know, it ain't really worth it. What my training camps cost. I mean, it makes sense, especially when you know you're the one who has to wear the physical punishment at that point. Might, might as well be getting paid handsomely for it. Exactly. So, just if you can sum it up, maybe in a you know, in a brief a brief statement, what is the biggest life lesson that MMA or jujitsu, just the entire martial arts community, has taught you? Life lesson, man. It's just it taught me, man, that no matter who you are, man, that you can change and become a better person, man, in this community. Community of jiu-jitsu and martial arts welcome anyone. For anyone who wants to change, man, the community of jiu-jitsu and martial arts welcome anyone. And uh, you know, it can uh, 
it can erase it can erase your past, man. A lot of people don't judge. As long as you ain't touching little boys and kids, you cool, man. Uh, you know, in the in the jujitsu world, you ain't doing none of that sick, nasty shit. You know, raping women, uh, man. No matter what kind of background you come from, prison or whatnot, uh, jujitsu can change it, man. And uh, the community will welcome you, man. And uh, it can just it, it, it can help a person become a better person, man. Look at me. Uh, you know, I made a. I feel like I made a pretty good household name everywhere I go. You know, in the United States, people, if they're MMA fans, they know who they know who I am, and that alone make a brother feel good coming from where I come from, man. So, if anything, the MMA has taught me. It, it taught me that it's a, it's a um, humbling sport, and everyone welcomes you, and uh, it's a sport that can help anybody fight through any kind of situation. Yeah, pretty good life lesson right there for everybody out there listening. So, the Crazy Cowboy, how did you come up with that nickname, or how did you get that nickname? The Crazy Cowboy, okay. So, you know, I used to go by, uh, you know, uh, Hollywood Cole. You know, my, my street boys gave me that name. And, uh, you know, so when I went to the Ultimate Fighter, you know, I'm from Oklahoma. Uh, you know, I moved back uh, to Sofro, Oklahoma about five years ago. And, you know, kind of got back to my country roots, man. Hanging around a lot of my country boys, Shane Brown, Rendon, you know, Trey Craig, a lot of those country boys, man, and kind of get back to my roots, man. So when I went out to the Ultimate Fighter, uh, I had on some, like, pink cowboy boots, you know, jeans tucked in, how we roll down here. And uh, that's that's how I rock, you know, around when I was out there trying out. And, uh, you know, Dana White... Ever, uh, must have heard me about me while watching me fight or something because uh, if you watch on YouTube uh, when I was walking out to fight in a cage which by the way when I tried out for that show I cut 56 pounds in 6 weeks for that holy All right? shit that's a lot of fucking weight it was crazy man I, I was fucking I swear I looked like I smoked all the crack in Hall <laughs> like so uh, I, I did that and, and, and I knew when I went out there, I would have to go out there and try to finish this guy. But anyway, walking out to the cage, Dana White was like, I'm very excited to watch this kid, Crazy Cowboy, fight. You know, the kids, are, you know, he's a strapper. I'm interested to watch Crazy Cowboy fight. Well, after that show, you know, things didn't go my way. But a lot of people watched who I was. And I, and I had like a little watch party of that at a bar. And I heard that, and I was like, crazy cowboy, me and a couple buddies, you know. Like I said, man, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a hustler moneymaker, and I was like, crazy cowboy. Quentin, damn, Dana White said it? Dana White, the most powerful man in the sport? Ah, that's my new name. Yep. Well, hey, that's good if it's coming from the top dog. It's coming from the top dog. So I got that from there, from this show, when he said crazy cowboy. That wasn't my name. So Dana White gave me a big shout-out to D. White. That's my dude, you know, he, he probably don't even know that, so maybe he'll hear that and let him know. He the one created the Crazy Cowboy, and I'm doing great things with That's awesome, man. You know, hopefully for my sake, Dana White hears this. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I can only hope for that. For sure. Peanut Gallery Podcast, mess with me. Yep, exactly. Yo, so uh, I, I see see some of your posts out there. You you obviously you know you're pretty tight with some of the other Denver pro athletes out there. Seeing you refing the Defu out there. Shout out to Derek Wolf. The Derek Wolf, yeah, I, I mess with them, man. Don't they will fuck with us. Yep. And 
that's the group, man. I rock with Denver. It's my second home, man. Uh, I love it. You know, I had a great blast. I got to draw. I, I brought some of my students up there this weekend and meet Mark and Toya Jordan, you know. So I got Tommy Schultz, you know, he got to come up there. He's one of my up-and-coming Blue Belt guys. They got to come to Denver. They loved it. Uh, G-Off. Uh, you know, I brought a lot of guys up there in Denver, man, this weekend. And uh, they loved it. Yeah, so I, Factory X, my home, Jordan. I see he rocking your shirt. I see he's a, you, yep. you know, you want his newest sponsors. Uh, you know, so I pick game. Yeah, I, I mess with Factory X. It's a bus. I saw you over at Lauren Landolf, uh, you know, performance, Landolf performance, best facility in Denver. So, yeah, we rock with the same people. Trying to hustle as much as possible, man, you know, just trying to make a name. You got to, brother. Yes, sir. I'm also um, working with Yusuf for his next fight, too, on the uh, on the LFA card, so be on, be on the lookout for that. We should be uh, be in the mix for everything involved with that promotion. Okay, that's great, man. I, yeah, man. If you, I, got, I got a few fighters down here, man, and, uh, you know, so anyway, I can help you out to get out there. I'll rep the peanut all day, baby. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'll make sure I definitely send you out some gear. You know, I'll get you, I know I appreciate you liking the hat, get you some stuff sent out there. And then, like I say, any of your fighters, anybody that you have out there, anybody ever wants some promo time, any of that, I'll be glad to have them on. We'll be glad to, uh, to set it off just like we're doing right now. Definitely. I would definitely do that. I would definitely love to do that, man. Yeah, man. So I just want to ask you, you know, kind of a few uh, rapid-fire questions. Might catch you a little bit off guard, so don't, don't, be, uh, don't be afraid to take a second to answer. But, you know, if you had to say, who's your favorite fighter of all time? My favorite fighter of all time, Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler, good choice. Who's the favorite, or what's the favorite fight of all time you've watched? Favorite fighter I've watched of all time? The fight I've watched of all time is the one Robbie and Frank Tree. Okay, that, that was, I, I wasn't thinking about that one. I thought you were about to say Robbie and Rory. That's a, that was a banger too. At any weight, what's your dream matchup? I want Rafael Movado again at 185. Okay. At your weight class specifically, would that also be your matchup? Yes. Both for both. Okay. Yes. Stand up or ground game? Uh, stand up. Stand up. Okay. What's the hardest thing for you about cutting weight? Uh, the hardest thing for me about cutting weight, uh, I guess, um. Have you ever had a complication with a weight cut? Uh, no, just with the sauna. Gotcha. What, you know, I know that you're a country boy, so food is definitely a big thing for you. What's the hardest food for you to, you know, to give up when you're, when you're trying to get to that point? Oh, man. Carbs. Carbs, okay. Anything in specific? Sweet potatoes, okay. I love sweet potatoes. I'd have a hard time cutting that out of my diet. 
Who's your favorite guy that you've sparred with or rolled with? Man, my favorite person to spar with, I gotta say my man Yusuf. Gotta shout out to Yusuf. For real. Nice. It's fun to spar with, man. I'm sure he has a lot of energy. I could only imagine. All over the place. <laughs> That's awesome. Who's uh, you know, who's the most if you had to say, you know, the most famous person, I know you've mentioned some of the names of, you know, Matt Hughes and so on and so forth. Who would be, if you had to say, you know, on the Mount Rushmore of MMA, who's the most famous guy that you've worked with? Oh, man. The most famous is, I would say, work with is Mayweather dad, I said, I would guess. Okay. Floyd Mayweather Sr.? Yes. Nice, nice. Out out there at the Mayweather Boxing Club, or? Yeah, uh, I went out there to visit a little brother named Liddell Rose, and then uh, he was here in Oklahoma City. Okay, nice. So with, uh, you know, with with that being said, what what would you say, you know, when, what, what's the best part of all of it for you in terms of, you know, in terms of your journey? Is it the teaching aspect? Is it the fact that you've been able to compete and excel on the highest level? What, what's, what, what do you say at the end of the day your biggest take-home is that's made this absolutely your journey? The teaching and helping others. The teaching and helping others? I kind of gathered that just based off of, you know, what you what you had been saying earlier. I feel like everybody has their own, you know, end of the day kind of, you know, I'll, I'll put that feather in my cap type of thing. For some people it is the, you know, the individual accolades, but for others it's a lot more selfless. So that's pretty honorable, man. Thank you. So just for the people out there listening, so we can, uh, we can kind of tie some things back together here, where can they follow you at online? So you can follow me online at, uh, Crazy Cowboy MMA on Instagram, uh, and then also at Crazy Cowboy MMA is uh, my Twitter as well. Uh, and then just you know my my fan page is Cortez Cortez Crazy Cowboy Coleman. Uh, you can follow me on there all day long. And then uh, my gym at uh, Conquer BJJ Mixed Martial Art Academy. Uh, you can find my Facebook page online with that. Uh, and then like there you. Google Cortez Coleman, and I'm going to be the first thing pop up. Yep, definitely. I can attest to that. <laughs> Did the search myself. So for everybody out there that is listening, make sure that you give the Crazy Cowboy a follow. If you're in the Oklahoma area and you're looking to start into martial arts or looking for a new camp to train at, make sure you give my man a look and head, head over to a spot over there at Concord. No, he's definitely got some good things going on over there and is able to practice what he preaches. So that's a big part of it for me, being able to walk the talk. Yes, sir. Every day, all day. So as we kind of tie, tie this up here, boss, what's, uh, what's maybe some final words to part ways with the audience or, you know, a last, uh, last thought that you might want to share? Hey, man, I just want to, uh, I just like to tell anybody that's listening, man, no matter what you're going through, no matter where you're from, no matter what kind of situation you're going through, man, if you're listening to this, man, that means you got air and you got another day to be better, man. Uh, surround yourself with good people, man. No matter what you're going through, if it's depression, no matter what it is, man, find new people and get yourself around those new people and just know that it's all a thought, all right? Anybody can change and we can create.
create the lifestyle we want. Uh, just talk to someone also, man, if you're down and someone going through their, you know, hey, there's all type of hotlines out there. You can call or reach out to somebody and just know, man, we all have hard times, but it's up to you to make it better, man. And just to everyone out there listening to the fans, man, just know that, hey, every, every day you wake up is a new day. Smile and know that you're loved by someone, you know, and uh, just thank all the MMA fans for tuning in, all the MMA fans who continue to support so, uh, to support uh, MMA, and because uh, without fans, it wouldn't be a sport, and sometimes I feel like a lot of people don't realize, you know, it's the fans who make us, and without you guys, there wouldn't be a crazy cowboy, there wouldn't be a Conor McGregor, there wouldn't be anything without the fans, so the fans is the ones that I want to say thank you to the ones that don't even like me and to the ones that do. They're all very appreciated, man. So I just want to say thank you to the fans and then, of course, to my sponsors. Uh, they all know who they are, from Jaguar to Aiden Nissan uh, to my boy, Dr. Ramaz, you know, all my coaches, all my friends, everyone who's followed me and support me, just know that I'm very thankful. Each day I wake, I'm thankful for you all. Beautiful message right there, there, boss. So everybody out there listening, that's the crazy cowboy Cortez Coleman. Make sure that you guys give him the look and share all the love that you possibly can out there. This is the comments from the peanut gallery. I'm your coach, Jordan Kurtz. I am also um, also making sure that I'm throwing shout-outs for Jordan Tony, as you mentioned earlier. He'll be fighting on Cinco de Mayo. There's also going to be Yusuf Zalal out there fighting in the LFA card. You can watch that on Axis TV. So that's going to be a killer card on May 4th. Shout out to everybody out there doing their business. I also have a new partnership for the show itself that I want to shout out real quick. That is to the Lone Wolf Beard Company, Colorado's premium all-natural beard products. So thank you guys all out there for the support and the love. Thank you, Cortez, for coming on the show. I definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your day. It's, uh, it's definitely a blessing for me to have people that are willing to work with me on this side of things. Oh, for sure. Also, a big shout out to my boy, Ian Heinish is going to get ready to be the new LFA champ. That's true. That's true. Shout out to Factory X. Factory X. You know what I mean? Mark Montoya. Number one coach in the game. That's awesome. So on the outro for you guys out there listening, we're going to play Not So Quiet Storm from Beyond Bridges, the Colorado rock radio-based group. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah.
So alone. When you go, 